Uh, well, it's nice to be back. Uh, as promised, we've got part two, uh, featuring two fabulous uh, British drumming legends. First of all, my good friend Stephen White. Welcome back. Nice to have you, Steve. Hello. Hello, Matty. Nice to see you again. Thank you. You too. And of course, the wonderful Mr. Don Powell. It's great to have How you, you back again. How very, you very good. Okay. Good, good. Are you well? Yeah, great. Technology, eh? It's amazing <laughs> when it works. <laughs> <laughs> so steve i'm gonna i'm gonna hand over to you mate you've got some questions there for don so uh take it I away have. and we've got also we've got some questions and best wishes from some of don's fans in over in the uk because we put it on facebook and and we had some lovely reaction and, and a lot of love out there don so that's uh you know just wanted you to know that um one no, of the no, first i heard all about it mate oh good one of the first questions, we were talking about your incredible run of singles. Um, you know, all the favourites, Goodbye Jane, Come and Feel the Noise, Every Day, list goes on. But what I wanted to know, what are your memories of touring as opposed to, like, recording? You know, now a band like Slade would be on a huge bus and private aeroplanes. Was it the same for you, security, catering? What was it like? No, it wasn't. It was like uh, carrying our bags ourselves and, and, and joining with the rest of the queue. No, I mean, it was, fa- it was, it was fantastic, though. I mean, God, the only thing is, I mean, Chaz, Chaz Chandler, who was our manager and record producer at the time, he had everything worked out. I mean, as soon as we came off tour, we'd have a few days off and it'd either be back on tour again or, or in the studio. And uh, but that's the way it was then. I mean, we were just uh, um, we were just on a roll. I mean, I remember the one time we did. I think it was about eight and a half week tour of America. Flew back to the UK. I think we had two days off, and we were flying flying to the European territories to carry on and do about a four four five week tour there. The thing was that that American tour we just finished. Was like eight weeks, four days off in eight weeks. So we, you know, everything was planned perfect. You, you know yourself, Steve. We, we did New York, Los Angeles, Toronto, Miami. It was, it was the yeah. dartboard tour. Yeah, um, we were physically, we were physically really shattered when we came back. And when we got to Birmingham Airport after like just about two days off, we got to Birmingham Airport and not collapsed. And we all shouted. We all shouted, "Stay down, stay down!" It just, it just gave, it just gave, it just gave us an extra two days at home, you know. And, but you know yourself, Steve. I mean, it meant so much just those two days off, you know. And uh, yeah, but I mean, it was great. I mean, don't get me wrong. It, we, we were on a roll as soon as, as soon as we sort of came off tour. We basically went, uh, went back in the studio. Yeah, and did you? What kind of did you have your own roadie, a little crew of roadies, a bit of security? You know, was, was a little touring party that you was with, or was you kind of left your own? Yeah, we, we were never like that. We, we were two cheapskates. <laughs> we had, we had, we, bas- we basically had our, our road crew, but. Um, yeah, I mean, but we all just sort of mucked in. I remember the first American tour we did, seventy, was a seventy-two. Um, we got to the first gig. I remember it was in San Diego, and uh, we got in. I walked in the dressing room. I thought, oh, there's all this food all over the table. Yeah, a massive table full of food. Oh, must be the wrong dressing room. So I walked out again, and then I asked this guy who was something to do with the gig. I know that's in where I dress them. I said, You've just come out of it. I said, Is that ours? I said, well, well, what about all that food in this? Well, that's all yours. 
We have got to pay for it. <laughs> we, haven't got a, we haven't got a clue. I mean, it was great. We used to, I mean, I mean, it was never eaten. I mean, there was far too much. I mean, you probably had that experience yourself, yeah. Steve. I mean, it was far too much. We used to just call our roker at the end of the night and say, just help yourselves, or we'd take it back to the hotel and have a party there or something like that with all the food. Or whatever drinks were left, we, we were so uncool like that, you know, sort of thing. You know, was, you, uh, yeah. But I mean, during it was those, great fun. That's what it was. During those times, did you go to Japan? Do you remember going to Japan in the seventies? We went. Yeah, we went to Japan in seventy-four. All right, four right. shows there. Yeah, but uh, that was uh, well. Those were my drinking days, so it's a bit a bit sort of vague to me. But I remember, uh, I remember sort of um, traveling on the bullet train from uh, Tokyo to Osaka, I think it was, and that was in '74, yeah. and it was incredible. It was incredible. It was, and um, I remember Tetsu. Do you remember the bass player Tetsu? We just joined the uh, just joined the the Faces. The faces, and they yeah. Just finished the tour there, but he stayed over. He was a bit obviously a big star over there then, and he just made his solo album. And he, we went to his room. We were in the same hotel in Tokyo, and he invites us to his room to have some drinks. And he was playing his solo album, but because it was all in Japanese, one he told me we go. We go, yeah, yeah, great, that's so great. <laughs> I've got a clue what it was all about. But a lovely guy. But I mean, uh, it was a, it was a good, good memory talk of Japan. But um, yeah, uh, it's amazing. And I, I, I was watching some stuff on YouTube today. And let's say by the late seventies, things were like quietening down for Slade, weren't they? And yeah. you know, basically, all of a sudden, Ozzy Osbourne drops out, and you get a call to go and play Reading. Yeah. Do, you, do you remember that happening? Yeah, I mean, the thing was, the thing is, was Steve, and we, we hadn't played together for quite a while, and then not called me and said, um, what are you up to? I said, nothing really, not why. He said, well, we've been offered Reading. I said, what? That was in about sort of three or four days' time. And uh, I said, well, what about, uh, what's um, Dave and Jim say? He said, well, you know, it's up to the four of us. I said, well, okay, then. I said, but... Um, I said, well, 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 I suppose we'll have to have a little rehearsal. Yes, I did our usual, down the, down the little usual rehearsal, this uh, old schoolhouse. And we just had a few days rehearsal. Well, yeah, just a couple of days rehearsal down there because we didn't have that long a show. I think it was about 30 minutes or 40 minutes, so it wasn't too bad. And um, and I got the same again there. We hadn't got passing because it was a last minute thing. So we were walking through through the, all the uh, the festival site with the crowd carrying our suitcases and guitars and things and everybody was saying what are you lot doing this we'll be playing tonight <laughs> I, mean, I think we had a bit of trouble trying to get backstage as well because we hadn't got any passes you know but um yeah i mean but the thing was it was just like it was like we, we couldn't we couldn't do any wrong it just went perfect for us it was it was just it was fun, it was just phenomenal and the th great thing as well uh, steve is that um the bbc it was recorded by B the bbc to, yeah. uh, to play over the air and we bought the tapes off them and yeah. uh, and, and released like an ep as you want you know like yeah. an ep and it went back in the charts and that was yeah. that was us off again it's a fantastic then, uh, ep that 
That really Sorry? is. It's, it's a great EP, that. It really yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, the crowd were phenomenal, you know, and um, like I said, the one after that, we got we got off of the uh, Castle Donington Festival with ACDC topping the bill. <laughs> wow. you know, but, yeah. Brilliant. And so what were your – a friend of mine, a fellow um, – a, a fellow Midlander, Tony Barbados, was saying, "Who?" I was asked a question, who were your favourite drummers at the time that were on the circuit, um, you know, of, of the other bands that were around? Who were your favourites? Uh, well, I mean, John Bonham's always been my favourite drummer, you know, sort of, yeah, from Zeppelin's always been yeah. my favourite drummer. I mean, we first met him, must be in the, uh, well, when we first saw him, must have been about 67 or, yeah, about 67. We were just playing the pubs and clubs then. And um, we played this uh, pub uh, in just uh, on the outskirts of Birmingham. And that was the first time I really met John. And he, he was playing with a cabaret band, would you believe? And wow. he was playing like with a cabaret band like he did with Zeppelin. He was the only drummer ever to give me a headache. It was just <laughs> unbelievable. It's before the days of miking up as well, you know. But uh, but it was a great block, and we sort of kept in contact for a while. And then, uh, as usual thing, you lose contact. And then, strangely enough, um, we were playing this this like restaurant ballroom in the middle of this zoo, just on the outskirts of Wolverhampton. When Robert Plan came to us that night, came to see the show that night. And we said, what, what are you up to, Robert? We haven't seen you for ages. He said, well, he said, do you know Jimmy Page? He said, yeah, we know Jimmy Page. He said, well, he's asked me to join the New Yardbirds. He says, um, it means that, uh, he said, I don't particularly like the material. He said, but it means I can go to America. And of course, the, the rest is history. <laughs> uh, and apparently, um, Jimmy Page said to him, you want a really heavy drummer and... Um, Robert Plant used to be in a band, uh, in the, you know, around them with, with Bonham. And, of course, he was the obvious choice, you know. But uh, yeah, talking about that, Led Zeppelin, I think it was in seventy mid-70s, we were on one American tour in Dallas, and Zeppelin had been there a few days before, and they had a few days off, and they stayed behind to watch our show. We didn't know they were there, except... Wow. They bought fruit to throw at us while we're on stage. <laughs> and we thought, what's all this? Great night, of course. Of course, like when we came off stage and they walked backstage, we said, straight, you, you, we knew straight away what had happened. They'd been out to buy, buy bore fruit to throw at us. <laughs> uh, so you, 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 so you two were a Ludwig, a Ludwig, you were a Ludwig man at that point as well, weren't you? you yes. You were a Ludwig, well, that all Came about on our very first American tour with the we were supporting Humble Pie. Mm -hmm. We were in Chicago, and Jerry Shirley's uh, their drummer. He was uh, he was a Ludwig in Dorsey, and his drum roll was going to Ludwig. And I says, "Can I come with you? You know, just I just I just like to go and see." He said, "Yeah, I'll introduce you," and uh, introduced me to to actually to Bill Ludwig the first, the second, and like their secretary, a woman named Kay who basically ran the company. And it was like the old old days of school. I had like a works of all around the factory in Chicago. And there was Bill the First checking snare drums as they came off the line sort of thing. And they gave me a, they gave me a deal straight away. Not a full endorsement deal, but it was still a fantastic deal. I got the full yeah. endorsement deal just a few years later. But they actually made me... Uh, a great chrome kit, you know, to my specifications, and, and they they did all that for me. 
and shipped it all the way to the UK. I mean, they were a fantastic company then. It's obviously different now. I'm still I'm still in contact actually with Bill the Third, you know, because um, Bill the Third we became mates, and um, of course they don't own Ludwig. It's very sad, but they don't own Ludwig anymore. I think right. it's owned by different companies around the world. Yeah. But he's, he's, he's just started. He's just started his own drum company, just mm-hmm. the WFL three. You know, he's, he's just. Started. I don't know how well he'll do. You know, because I mean, there's so much competition these days. Yeah, okay, awesome. he's got the name, but we'll see. We'll see. Do you still have any of those old kits? In no, stock? I wish I, that's the that's my one biggest mistake to get rid of that Ludwig kit. I'll put it in the rock and roll cellar, Sotheby's. And funny if you're asking that, Steve, I've been trying to find out where he went. I heard that um, he went to the um, the Hard Rock Cafe in Tokyo, but uh, no one seems to know much about that. So I'm still trying to find. I've got a few people out trying to find out where it is. You know, but that was wow. that's a great kit that was. But a funny enough, wow. I just saw I was on um, on the internet, and there's a shop up north near Nottingham, I think it is. They've got one of all, uh, Bonham's old Ludwig kits in there, like a Perspec kit, you know. But uh, right. it, they, they want silly money for it, obviously. You know, so, you know, I said if you'll drop the price, I'll have it off you. I said, but I'm not paying that kind of money, you know. That, no. That's mad, you know. But. Uh, it's been on. It's been on the market for a couple of years now. So I got a funny. He's not going to get that kind of money. He wants over four grand, you know. And it's sort of for anybody starting up. It's it's silly money. Silly it's money. Not, it's not happening, is it? So I've got a question from uh, Steve Sadelnik, who's a drummer, who's a friend of mine, and he uh, he's played with many many people, including Madonna. And uh, you're a big. He's a big fan of yours, and he says. Do you still have any of the swirly red and white drumsticks? And who taught you to twirl your sticks? Uh, the way it was, it was just normal electric tape right around the sticks. So many people <laughs> ask me why why that was done. There's, there's no big secret. The only thing, the only reason I did that was I used to tape them because, you know, it's like when you're playing away, you've got your head down, then the stick will break, and part of it come up and, and hit you in the cheek. And I remember <laughs> playing one night with bits of, bits of drumsticks dangling from my cheek. So all that the tape was was just sort of when he, when the stick broke, at least it kept you together a little yeah. bit. That, yeah. It's just a simple thing like that. Everybody thinks there's some special meaning behind it. It's only just to uh, stop them hitting me in the face again, that's all, when they break. Yeah, but yeah, Brilliant. but I get asked so many times all over the world where they get those special drumsticks from. <laughs> that, it's just an ethical tape wrap around them. That's brilliant. We had uh, a friend, a friend of mine, uh, wanted to know what was it like meeting Shep from Blue Peter. <laughs> oh, we had when Shep attacked me. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know the story about that, don't you? No, well, come on. No, what, what it what it was because it was it was playback right. It was just miming, but I was actually hitting the drums. Like I looked over the far side of the shoot, and I could see him coming round. I thought he's coming for me. He's coming for me. I could see him, and he was. I wish he, he should have been kept the film because he had the drumstick in the, in his mouth and it was doing like a tug of war thing. And the, the the track was still playing, and I was doing a tug of war with my drumstick. I, I'd love to get. I, I don't know whether that film was ever kept. I mean, that, that probably just wipes it afterwards, you know. But I mean, uh, it was funny. So many people asked me about that as well. They thought it was planned. I said, no. He said, because I was hitting the drums, it was the noise. He came around and attacked me. <laughs> Brilliant. 
Yeah. Did you want to say something, Matty? No, hey, I'm quite happy listening here. This is this yeah. is a treat for me. I, it's a real treat. So I appreciate yeah. your time. Are they, are, they, really... are, they, are they Schlingerland behind you? These are. Uh, this is a, a an old uh, fifty late fifties Gretsch round badge. This oh, one. Oh, me fantastic. Yeah. So that's nice. It's a, it's yeah. a nice. Okay, one. sorry, Stephen. Carry on. <laughs> no, I, um, another friend of mine wanted to know. Uh, Rupert wanted to know that a long time ago you had a, a, a car accident. And yeah, it, and it and you took a while to recover from that. Yeah. What? What? How did you bring? Um, bring your drumming back how did you get your drumming back was it um, muscle memory did it take a while and you know to uh, get yeah, things I back? Mean, my, my, my memory was shot i remember sort of um i um well it was i mean the first the first day when i went to rehearse Stephen, i said i think you're not so we'll, we'll we'll do noise i said and i just said how's it go and, and I, I haven't got a clue it's, I mean, it's hard to explain to someone you know it was completely gone from my memory and um, I remember we went back on to us more or less straight away. I mean, it was a doc- doctor who advised me to. He said, if you don't, you never will. He said, just get back on. It's going to be hard. He said, but get back on. Because I had two broken legs. Okay, they were healed then and broken arm. But I mean, they had to carry me on stage and put me on my drum sort of thing. But uh, it was very difficult. But it was the best thing that I did. It was it was so hard. But I used to wake because like it was a different hotel every night. And I used to wake up in my mind. I ain't got a clue where I was. I had two managers in the room next to me. So uh, he was used to call me whatever time was designated will leave he'd make sure that everything was okay but i haven't got a clue i remember that one night it was really funny we'd gone on for an encore and not says we'll do a merry christmas and i was going how does it go sing it to me how does it go it's it, it, it sounds laughable now I and mean, i laugh at myself now but it, it, it was terribly frustrating it must have been terrifying <laughs> Sorry? It must have been terrifying, that. It was. It was frightening. It was frightening. It was... A, I never... I, I've, I've done a few lectures but in, in hospitals and different institutes where people have got the same kind of thing. Uh, and a lot worse than what I had. Mm. Um, and, it, and it's great to be able to talk to some people about it because it's very hard to explain. You know, because I used to have just such an impeccable memory before, and it's the worst thing in the world when suddenly you wake up in the morning and you don't know where you are, and you don't know what's on, what's on the day. That's why I tell my uh, starting my diaries, and at least I um, I look at my diaries. I wrote everything gets written down. Mm. And when I told the others when I was doing my biography. I said, I'm handing my diaries over to Lisa, who, who did the biography, because everything's in these diaries, and they went white. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they all went white. <laughs> it was great. I wish I could have had a photograph. Brilliant. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Yeah. Well, yeah. We, we actually did appear together on Top of the Pops. And yes, I, I know. Yeah, uh, you were doing Run Run Away and we were doing Ever Changing Moods. Right. And, uh, yeah, and I can't. I'll, I'll tell you, I don't know who it was, Steve, but uh, my my niece is a mega fan of, or is a mega fan of Paul's. Yeah. 
and, and I, I don't know whether it's Paul I asked or somebody to do with the office. And just if you got some, if you could send some CDs or some photographs to us, I could forward them onto her. And, and whoever it was sent me a great package of CDs, oh, photographs. And it was, oh, it, my, my niece was over the moon. And I'm just always an eye. I was so chilled. Nobody's you know like you mention something and you, you just wait and see if anything happens. And it was only a few days. Yeah. And sure enough, they came they came through the post. It was a fantastic package. And oh, I, I think nice. it was it was a it was a lady. I think she was with you at, uh, on the top of the pops thing or whatever show it was. And uh, and but she she was so you know, she was so hospitable. And it was it was oh, great nice. that was. I was so chuffed. I thought, blimey. There, there is, there is life, you know, sort of thing. And I, I was, my niece was fat. My niece couldn't believe it. Well, I think it was on BBC. The, the episode was on BBC Two a couple of weeks ago. So, um, oh, yeah, okay, it, yeah. So they showed it on, on no BBC Four. They showed it. So, uh, oh right, uh, yeah. I got to, that. We actually there's, did a TV show. Some, some good things there. I tell you <laughs> what, I was talking about. Can I, can I say something just off the wall? Go for it. Yes. Yeah. No, what it was. It was years ago. It must have been about mid seventies, and we'd done our first Australian tour in seventy three. And um, this, I don't know where he was. Now this guy said to me, "He was video." He said, "I've got a, uh, some videos of you on stage." I said, "Really?" I said, "He didn't ever said where it was or what, what it was." Uh, and I gave him my address, and he sent he sent these and there were videos, and they were from our first Australian tour. Wow! And it was like, it, because it was shown on the news. Sled alive and gone, it was this mega over there. We do, you know, big outdoor arenas. Awesome quote it was that particular tour. Yeah, yeah. And um, and uh, he sent me, the, I've got them out, and it's fantastic. It's all in black and white, but it's uh, it was off the the sort of uh, the national news on, on Australian TV. But it was fantastic, you know, to see stuff like that. You know, I wish I could, I wish I've got everything. You know, you can make wouldn't it be great to have everything that you ever yeah. done just to see? You know, but I know it's it's not only impossible to try and get everything, but uh, yeah. There's a great piece of footage this morning. I was looking at this morning of you playing Far, Far Away live. And I think it might have been a German TV show, but that's really good. It's, yeah. That is great. Yeah, yeah. really good. Yeah. It's all on YouTube. There's stuff There's stuff there, but you have to dig around for it. I'll have a look because when you know what it's like yourself to record, like it's, it's not yourselves. I mean, you don't know what the engineers no. are going to do, do you don't know how, how they're going to handle it. I mean, because you know yourself, don't you, Stephen? That, you're in their hands. I mean, yeah. you might be you might be having a great gig, and it sounds sounds crap coming up with the thing. Not because <laughs> of you. It's just the engineer who's looking after it. Yeah. We were doing we were doing a, a same kind of thing once. I think it was in uh, I think it was in America, and we were, we were doing like a run through a rehearsal. All of a sudden, everything stopped, and, and nobody said anything. And we we're looking round, everything stopped, and I just shouted out to this girl, "What's happened?" So, oh, it's a tea break. It's uh, you, union. You, union rules. We have to stop it. Oh, I don't believe it. We're halfway through a great take. And <laughs> <stopped>. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's that's unions for you. <laughs> um, so I want to ask something. So what's it like come September, walking into a garage, a pub, a restaurant, or turning on the telly and hearing... The tune. How do you that, feel that, about we, that? We call it. We call it that record. Yeah. <laughs> that record. That? It's amazing. I mean, you, you know what it's like yourself, Sim. We've had twenty-four hits, and people only remember that one. 
Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm proud of it, but tell you what, there's some funny things happened. I remember being, we were on tour one time in England, and I was in, um, I was in the elevator, and I, uh, I was in the front. I got me back to everybody. Of course, it was playing in the system. The record was playing in the lift. You know, and I'm just standing there. And whether he did it on purpose, just blowed behind me, said, oh, "I'm very fed up with this record." <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I just turned around and looked at him. You know, <laughs> and the same was in a supermarket. You know, the same thing. I was, I was at the till paying for me, paying for the groceries or whatever it was, and it was playing, playing over the system. And the, the young girl behind the counter was singing as loud as she could. Of it, and then she looked at me. She went blood red. Said, "Oh, oh, it's him." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is funny though. I mean, it's it's great. I mean, when you think that was done in '73, yeah, and yeah. wasn't it recorded in New York? New York in the summer of '73. We were on a world tour at the time. We we just finished an American tour. We had and we had a week off before we went to Australia, and. Uh, so we had like, we said, well, we'll just stay in New York for the week, say, coming back to England, then coming all the way back again to Australia. And Chas was great like that. Says, he said to Nod and Jim, do you have any songs while we're here? And they said, we've got this Christmas song. And Chas was great. He sees his eyes light up. She says, great, I'm going to book the studio. He said, because if, if it works, we're going to, um, we have to get it done now and sent back to England. But if you listen to that record, that record is a total overdub. I think the only thing that was kept from the basic track run through was the bass drum. We, we just we, we overdubbed everything else. And if you, if you listen very, you'll know what I mean, Stephen. If you listen right at the very end, because I put the put the snare drum on again after overwards, and I forgot to stop. You can just do one tap. Uh, as, as the record finished, you know, but you've got to listen to it because I didn't right. know the song that well, you know, because that was talking about the amnesia thing, and you can just do one snare drum tap, but I didn't come off the drums at the right time. I can just—it's a total overdub that record. I can just see everyone who's watching this now going to put the song on to listen. Yeah, headphones. A, you, you, you've got to listen to it hard, but there's just one snare drum tap extra over the top. Probably, I think I didn't talk about this last time we spoke. We didn't want to release it. No, no, you didn't. You didn't say. We didn't get to. No, we, we, didn't get to band, we didn't want to release it. We said, nah. No, we, we ain't sure. I mean, you, know, you probably got been through that yourself, Stephen. We, we said, no, we ain't sure. We don't know what, we, we're not really sure about it. I mean, Charles was great. Like, said, I don't care what you lot say. This is coming out. <laughs> you know, I mean, glad. I mean, glad. I mean, it was just phenomenal, that thing. You know, I mean, just um, even now, I mean, it's just unbelievable. I mean, I got the uh, platinum record for it now, but it went, it went gold the first day of release when it came out because uh, it was just, just unbelievable. I mean, everywhere you went, that record, you know, sort of thing. But like I said, we had 24 hits and people only remember that one. <laughs> but can, I, can I ask, Don, would you, have, um, would you have put that in your set regardless of the time of the year or did you keep it? Yes. But I tell you what, some, sometimes, you know, Matthew, uh, it was in the contract that, oh. we had to play, that we had to play that song. You know, we had to either, well, we had to finish with it. We couldn't put it anywhere else in the set because we couldn't follow it. <laughs> and um, 
and uh, that was it. So sort of, it was in the contract sometimes that we had to uh, uh, do that song, you know, yeah. at the end, you know. But uh, it's great. It's what it was, you know. I mean, it's funny when we, when it's in in the height of the summer, and there we are, we are singing about Christmas, you know. So, <laughs> you've got about you've got about another five weeks, and you'll start hearing it again. <laughs> yes, I'll be, be waiting for it. You know, it's great. Uh, but it's it's good. It's good laugh. I mean, not 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 in the in the fun, but it's like. I mean, you think how old I mean, seventy-three for God's sake, and um, but it was uh, it was great. It was a great time. Great time. It'll never age. It'll never age, uh, will it? No, it, it'll be it'll be there forever. The thing was, I mean, you probably had this as well, Stephen. Uh, that year we had four hits. It was "Come On, Feel the Noise," "Squeeze Me, Please Me," went in at um, number one the first day of release, and then the record. My friend Stan after that went in at number two, or number four, or number two, and people were saying we were finished. You know, I mean, yeah, give me a break, come on. I mean, I mean, so people are so quick to knock you off yeah. that pedestal. Oh, you know? Totally, it's yeah. unbelievable. That was a great, great year, that was. Well, so I, I think what, what, so when this infernal lockdown is, is finally lifted, what plans have you got uh, for the future, Don, for playing? What you uh, what what you hoping to be doing when when we start well, playing again? Well, we're hoping hoping to go back on the road, uh, Stephen. We, we we sort of tentatively tentatively getting a, a Christmas tour uh, booked, and uh, so hopefully all this will be over and done with by then. Um, it's nice. It's a, it's getting a bit easier over here. But we did start the lockdown in Denmark about a month before the rest of the world. Right. On, on the uh, on the advice of the, of the local authorities, and consequently, the uh, the fatalities or the real problems haven't been so bad over here. I mean, right, right. And Good. it's nice now to see the uh, cafes open with people sitting outside, and people are still a bit wary about distances. But that, that that's going to be you know the, the, way, the way things are for a while yet, you know. But uh, it's Is a funny any- thing. I never thought I'd see the world like this. No. Is there any live music happening yet, or uh, is that still a bit early over there? Sorry, what was that, Stephen? Is there any live music happening yet, or is it still no, a bit not early? Not at the moment, no. No, no. Not, the, not over here anyway, no. There's so many shows being cancelled, you know, or being put on hold anyway. I mean, but if we're going to a show um, next week with Susie Quattro and Andy Scott Sweet, but that's been knocked on the head. Yeah. You know, I think uh, I think that it'll be. I think it'll be a while yet. Maybe maybe till December. I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, I think it'll be a while yet before um, before I think promoters will be frightened because of like losing money, and people will be frightened about going in there because of the obvious thing. You know, but it, it's quite sad, really. It's a shame. But I mean, I never thought I'd see this kind of thing happen. Unbelievable. Crazy. And you, when you're now you're off at the moment, we're all off. Do you, have you got a kit that you can play on? Are you doing? Any, do you have a sit and have a jam, play along to records or anything? Uh, I, like I that? did. I did. Uh, I play records all the time. Play music all the time. But uh, it's always the same old thing. It's always like either Zeppelin, the Eagles, or the Beatles. You know, sort of thing. Did I tell you I play drums for Ringo Starr? No, come on, tell us. <laughs> oh, fantastic! No, I was dealing with this guy in Seattle. He, um, he got. I, I just found on the internet he got. He got vintage drums, you know. So I was after certain things, and uh, I saw this great Ludwig snare drum that he had, 
and um, I said, "Look, you're just talking, you know, by email, basically." And uh, and I was saying, "Well, wow, that looks great." I said, "I used to have some of those back in the seventies, but I don't know what happened to them." And about a week later, there it was on my doorstep. It's it's it sent it to me, and we then we kept on talking, and um, I don't know. Kevin said, "Oh, his friend, another American guy, uh, Glenn." Uh, Glenn Bissonetti, mm-hmm. um, he said, oh, he's playing drums and Ringo Starr. I said, really? And then he says, um, he knew I was living here in Denmark, and he says, he's, he's, apparently he's doing a gig in Denmark in a few weeks' time. Um, he did tell me the town. It's, it's, it's about half an hour from here. And uh, he said, what Ringo is doing, apparently, he's inviting drummers up to play, play uh, songs with him. I thought, right, I'm going to get on to this straight away. And he gave me this uh, Greg's email, so yeah, I'll email each other. And it's been arranged for me to get up and play the last two songs to the set, which is Little Help from My Friends and Give Peace a Chance. And uh, I mean, uh, I mean was one of my all-time here, except with the Beatles anyway. And he was great, you know, backstage. And I, I didn't know how he would... How would be about talking about the Beatles? I thought he must get so fed up of it after all these years. But he was great, and he was talking about. I don't know if you ever saw the films when they played the big football stadium in New York Shea Stadium. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it was like yeah, yeah. In those days. It was fifty-six thousand people, which was like unbelievable then. And you know, and you know, there's no monitors. They got no monitors. No. And they they're using the house PA. They're using the system that they use for the football commentary. Because we got said we couldn't hear anything anyway. So they said, but that's what it was in those days. He said there was no monitors in those days. He said we were just playing as a band. And I was in awe of this guy. I mean, he's just like this has been my all-time hero, you know, sort of thing. And he was great. That's I had a nice sort of email off him afterwards, you know. So, sort of, but uh, yeah, I got some nice photographs. So I made sure I got photographs of me playing the Ringo. That's <laughs> brilliant. And, and or, or, or he was singing for me. That's, <laughs> that's, it. that's <laughs> it. But there were so many lovely messages um, about your influence, you know, from great drummers like Rupert and Tony and Steve, always saying, you know, Don was such a massive influence to us that's growing nice. up. And right. and you're talking about Ringo in in the same yeah, way. Yeah, well, was it was all, all, all my all-time hero, you know. Sort of because I didn't know how we would like to how we, it would be about talking about the Beatles, you know. Because yeah. uh, but it was great. Yeah, I suppose I just you think he must get so fed up. But he ain't. He, I mean, the thing is, he, he must be as, as proud as well, you know. And, and it's it's always always funny, strange to think there's only two of them left now. Yeah, yeah. So, that's luckily, I, luckily, I met. I never met George Harrison. I met. I met John. Uh, John Paul and Ringo. But I, I um, never met George Harrison. Mm. So I mean, you you started out. I started out playing. You know, for money, getting paid, playing songs when I was thirteen, fourteen. Yeah. Wanting to be in a band, and I'm fifty five now, and it's flown by. It's absolutely flown by. Oh, fuck. What? What would you? What advice would you give to a young musician now, Don? Um, be patient and stick at it. I mean, it do, things don't happen overnight. Be prepared to slog, slog, slog it out. You know, I mean, don't expect sort of champagne and limousines overnight, sort of thing. You know, sort of. But uh, but I mean, if you, it's great fun. I mean, you probably know yourself, Steve. It's great fun if your heart's there and you want to do something. You know, stick at it and, and believe believe in yourself. I must tell you this story as well about that the limousines. Our very first American trip, we had our road crew was on the same flight 
and when we, we never had this experience before, we got off the plane in Los Angeles, and um, there was two limousines waiting there, and a, and a big like sort of minibus. We get in the minibus, and the crew get in the limousines because <laughs> we didn't know about limousines then. And, and the, this this record company guy was scratching his head, said, "I don't believe these guys." He said, "They're so ultra cool. They let the road crew go in the limousines, and they go in the minibus." We hadn't got a clue. Though. We didn't know they were waiting for us. Brilliant. <laughs> The road crew were over the moon. This poor guy for the record company was told we just freaked out. <laughs> I bet they didn't offer to change. We'll go in the bus. <laughs> I mean, now it's, it's great. It's great. Fabulous. Well, I, I think, Don, it's been an absolute pleasure. It really is. And, no, and, I, I really enjoy these, Stephen yeah. and Matthew. Fantastic. Anytime you want to do any more, please yeah. just make a contact and we'll, we'll, we'll get it together. As I say, there's hopefully. A- Hopefully, when I come over to the UK, we'll get together, have a, have a cup of tea and a bacon sandwich. Absolutely. And as I say, Don, please, there was a, a hell of a lot of love for you, mate, from the uh, from the the, the the post that I put up this morning. And, uh, you know, a lot of drummers have said thank you and, uh, you know, thanks for the influence. Well, thanks for you. Thanks for you, guys. Uh, keep in touch, eh? And we'll... Do as much as you want whenever. Uh, I've got your email addresses now. Absolutely. When I'm back in the UK, I'll make contact just in case you're around. You can get together, Absolutely. right? Brilliant. I'd love that. Love. Thank love you, too, Steve. Thank you very much, mate. I really hey, appreciate it. Take care, you. Matthew. Thank, Thank you, care. Don. Did you be safe, right? I'll see you soon. But keep take in care. touch. All right. Take care, Don. See Thanks, you later. Don. Take care. Bye. Thanks Bye. a lot, mate. Bye.